and welcome to episode eight of Diamond Dreams Miami Up and In. Armando Alvarez here with Mike Quintana. And we're listening to exclusive music made for us by Sammy Love. We want to give him a big shout out. Follow him, Evo Love Music, on the social media platforms. He plays with, a, with an amazing cover band down here, Mike, called Radio Stereo. And he's working on a project, Karaoke. So, you know, we'll be... We'll be posting next time he's uh, performing, so we could all go watch man, him. Man, I love that word, exclusive. It's just <laughs> ours. You know, I mention it every week, just having our own love, our own uh, music there, Sammy Love, that's big time. So check him out, man. Check him out on Instagram. Hit him up. Yeah, man, and we're, we're eight episodes in, Mike. You know, like you said, we got exclusive music. We got our, our awesome logo. We got our awesome hosts. We got, <laughs> we got yeah. awesome guests. <laughs> Yeah, uh, great locations. Great the locations, weather right yeah. now. We're here in uh, Mando's backyard, and this this is this is we're like in the Bahamas right here, huh? Yeah, it's a great man. place to be, man. Great weather, great yeah, backyard. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and, uh, great weather, great weather. Can't complain. You know, if it was a little bit cooler, <laughs> little cooler. you know, it's it's nice for for the time. You know, just for the Christmas feel. But but it's all good. You know, and la- last week's episode. It was the uh, most listened to episode so far. Thank sure you was. to Stephen Suarez. He brought a lot of knowledge. Uh, you know, on the high school level, on, on players coming up, the difference between, you know, players back then and now. Uh, my cousin, George Cardoso, who played uh, at South Miami and played down here as well. Then he played uh, college ball. He coaches his, uh, his daughter's softball team up in West Palm Beach. And he commented on, on our that. post, yeah, you know, that super nice. it's very similar, you know, that, that uh, you know, a lot of parents have lost a little bit of respect. Uh, you know, from what he sees and everybody wants the instant gratification instead of what it is. You know, at that level, you know, from T-ball all the way to, you know, right before high school, you're talking about developing the players yeah. for the next level. And a lot of times that's lost on a lot of people. Yeah, it was a great show. Um, you know, we're going to have to get him back, get him back on. I think we just scratched the surface with him. I'll tell you what, we've had some great guests, you know, David Espinosa, David Bernat, um, uh, you know, Stephen Suarez, uh, Eric. We got to get those guys back on eventually. Um, hey, a thousand downloads already, man. How's yeah, that? Yeah, it's over a thousand downloads. So thank you to everybody that's listening. And you know, w- w- without you guys listening and giving us love, we wouldn't, you know, be here. And uh, and you know, and I and I love that every week, you know, we're we're increasing the listens, we're increasing the uh, the attention this podcast is getting. So yeah, keep keep the comments coming, <clears throat> keep the love coming, and you know, I I'd be. I'd be remiss if uh, if I didn't mention you know our our awesome sponsors you know it's uh, Diamond Dreams Miami Academy. We are here. Uh, hit me up on the Instagram at Diamond Dreams Miami or my phone number. Everyone's got it. 305-219-2957. We have open registration right now. We got player evaluations coming up now in the middle of December on the seventeenth. So you want to get your boy playing ball anywhere? Boy or girl playing ball anywhere from uh, you know T-ball to ten U? Hit me up. Yeah, and if you're looking for for any real estate needs, buying a house, selling a house, contact me, Armando Alvarez. Um, I'm a real estate agent with Compass at the Opus Group at Compass. And a lot's happening in the market. You know, interest rates are higher. Yeah, people are getting a little afraid. But there are ways to buy houses right now with, with low interest. You know, we're not getting the... Uh, well, we saw six months ago that there was like lines out the door to buy a house. So, you know, with that said, hit me up because you may be able to 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 get a, a low payment on on a house. You know, don't don't just look at the interest rates. There are ways. So contact me at Armando Alvarez Realtor on Instagram or call me at 786-252-1691. And let's talk a little bit. Or if you just want to talk baseball, 
<laughs> call me up or any sports and you know we just got through thanksgiving mike you know we're we're in the holiday season how's that going so far for you i know you know you spend it with family yeah absolutely i love thanksgiving weekend you know you get a couple of days off get to spend it with the family uh get to do some different things and uh it was good it was good got to hang out with the fam got to eat some good food got to relax a little bit and uh and got back to work Nice. Yeah, I just spent it here with family. My my brother and his kids came over. They were a little under the weather, so now my son's under the weather. But uh, but all good, you know. And uh, getting ready for for Christmas. Yeah, the Christmas trees up. I have a a few Christmas inflatables out here that that Anderson likes. So uh, so yeah, man. Exciting times. And you know, Santa's getting ready for for Christmas. Christmas is coming. I have a friend who um, his daughter. You know, and you you have two daughters, Mike and. They're not at that age yet, but one of my friends, his daughter's about 13 years old, 14 years old, and um, he posted yesterday her her Christmas list, and her Christmas list isn't, you know, a Santa nice letter Christmas list anymore. It's printed, you know, with the item and everything, and here's like, Papi, this is what I want, and I was like... Man, I saw a Cartier love bracelet oh, on there. I saw these, I, and I'm like, oye, está, está en candela, bro. My, uh, my oldest daughter, Angelina, she, uh, anytime she likes something, we have her put it in our in our Amazon basket. Nice. That's how we kind of get a feel for, like, what she wants. But, well, yeah, Christmas is a lot of fun for the kids, so it's a great time of the year. Yeah, man, no, and uh, Anderson's excited. You know, he wants uh, some big boy gifts now, you know. He might be getting a Nintendo Switch. Oh, boy. So, uh, you know, his friends have it, so he put that on Santa's list. So let's see. You know, I told him, hey, if you behave good, Santa's going Santa's to gonna come. So, uh, man, you know, some, some Major League news, Mike. Um, talking about, um, you know, uh, somebody that, that it was un regalo. I mean, it was like Santa wrapped that regalo for the Detroit Tigers a, a while back from the Florida Marlins at the time. Miguel Cabrera, still part of, to me, the worst trade in baseball history. Oh, yeah. It was Cabrera and Dontro Willis for Cameron Mabin, Andrew Miller, and some minor leaguers, man. And Miggy Cabrera just announced that he's retiring after the 2023 season, you know, which is the custom now with players like Pujols, who did that, Yadi Molina. Um, it's nice because I think it gives like a little farewell tour. And Mike, listen to these numbers. 308 lifetime average, 507 home runs. 3,088 hits, 1,847 RBIs, won the Triple Crown in 2012, 12-time All-Star, two-time MVP. First ballot Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Nobody should – this should be unanimous. It should be. It, it should He's be. He's one of the best who ever you know, do you it. You go back to as a rookie standing in that box against Roger Clemens, you know, takes a high and tight fastball, stares him down, the veteran, you know, two pitches later, you know, takes over the right field fence. Yep. You know, the guy's been hitting since the day he got there. He got there because he was a hitter. Been hitting since the day he got there. His defense never really mattered, you know, and um, I hope they give him a, a nice, strong farewell, farewell tour. A little better than it did for Albert. I would like it to be a little more, you know, Albert's I thought <clears throat> was not good enough for me, but I think for Miggy, I hope they, they, they kind of step it up, and everybody that he, every town he goes to, I hope they really step it up for him. He deserves it. Yeah, and he wasn't down here long, <clears throat> excuse me, unfortunately, you know, and um, and I I really do hope the Marlins retire his number because – He's the best to ever do it from, you know, as a, as a ball player throughout his career from this team. And, you know, he, he was here for that 2003 World Series. Like you said, Mike, you know, he played against Roger Clemens. And he was the he was a professional from day one. And I still remember I used to work at Channel 6 and Telemundo 51 at the time when he was a rookie. And I'll, I'll, I'll never forget, you know, they, 
they told us to go cover the end of the Marlins game that day against the Tampa Bay Devil Rays and um, get some some post-game sound. And Miggy Cabrera comes in, his first game as a major league player, and hits a walk-off against the Rays. I mean, since day one, man. Since day one, that guy proved that he belonged in the majors. Since day one, we we saw that he, like like I've, like I've mentioned before, like, like Tampa de Pelotero, you know, he, oh, yeah. he had that look, he had that... That uh, that it that it factor. Yeah, he, was like an, he was an impact player and a difference absolutely. maker from day one. You know, day one comes in like you said, hits that walk off. You know, making you know winning games day one. The guy's just had an unbelievable career. Um, you know, uh, is he playing in the World Baseball Classic or he's not playing in the World Baseball Classic? I, I don't is know. He, I mean, now that he's retiring, who knows? And maybe, maybe they'll last they'll call him to take some at bats. But be cool. But you know what? An amazing career, man. The guy, like I said, I hope he's a first ballot guy. Uh, don't foresee any coaching in his future. For some reason, I just don't foresee it. But um, man, we hope to give him a nice farewell tour and uh, and all the best, man. Hopefully, hopefully tears it up. You never know; yeah, this guy man. might go off on the tear this year. You never look. Know. I hope he has like a Pujols type year, and I oh, hope yeah. <clears throat> and I hope Major League Baseball does what it did for for Pujols. You know, I like that they they put Pujols as an All Star and put him in the, yeah. in the home run derby yeah, that and all cool. that. This is a, that you know cool. their last chance, and cool. and it's not like we're talking about some random player. We're talking about Miguel Cabrera here. Oh yeah, like you said, first ballot Hall of Famer yeah, should be. Um, He's he's awesome, man, and uh, you know I wish him nothing but the best. Um, you know, great player, meant a lot for for the Florida Marlins um, organization. He lives down here, so you know he's a he's a hometown player for 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 as far as I'm concerned. I mean, we see him now. Uh, we see him now throughout the off because his son plays in the Miami Youth Baseball League. He's like on a 12U or 13U team. So on social media a lot, you see him. He'll be at Gravelink. Kids will post pictures with him. So I hope I get to see him next next couple of months here in the off season. That'd be nice. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, uh, you know, like we said, best of luck to him. Um, another guy that's aiming to be a, a first ballot Hall of Famer that I'm, I'm hoping stays with his, with his current team is Aaron Judge, you know. And, you know, and as Hispanics, we, we grew up with, you know, our moms and grandmas watching, watching novelas, right? And right now I feel like we're watching a novela with Aaron Judge. You know, he shows up in San Francisco. There's coverage, you know, and... And we're looking his looking at his every step. His his wife just ran a marathon, and and the media was there. And you know what's Aaron Judge gonna do? Uh, you know, I I I I think he's gonna stay at this point because he he flirted with the with the Giants. He was there. You know, you have Steph Curry recruiting him to the Bay Area. But man, it's like it's like Anthony Rizzo said. You know, I signed with the Yankees because I'd love to be a Yankee. And Aaron Judge has worn that that uniform and. And somebody said the other day, do you want to be Derek Jeter or Robinson right. Cano? A- Anthony Rizzo's not Aaron Judge, Armando. Okay. No, Anthony but, but, Rizzo, uh, but Anthony the Rizzo's love, not even close. See, but yeah, the love but for like, I mean, you know, for like, like Amiseta. You know we're, I mean? we're three weeks into spring training, and I'm sorry, we're three weeks into the offseason. Uh, just because he went to San Francisco and, and visited and didn't do anything doesn't mean that he's going to stay with New York. This guy's the pony, man. This guy's a show pony. This guy's going to wait it out. He's going to spend Christmas with his family. He's going to have a nice new year, and then he's going to get down to business in the new year. When people and you know have what? to really I... pony up because you're going to want him at spring training if you're going to sign him. You're going to want to maximize his dollar. Listen, I think the Yankees have the advantage, no doubt about it. No doubt about it, 150%. But we got to wait this thing out. Like These things have a way of working out that, that are crazy, and we just got to see what happens. We got to see what unfolds. I think he wants to make them sweat. You know, he, uh, of course, guys. Guys, a show pony. Why? Yeah. Why this guy? Why would he not wait till the end to squeeze every dollar he can? This is going to be his one chance to get a huge contract. I don't see him signing anytime soon. I think it's going to be a waiting game. 
And if he does sign anytime soon, it's going to be it's going to be an old type George Steinbrenner type thing where he just gave him, you know, whatever he wanted. But I think he's going to wait it out. I think he's got some more visits, man. I think he's going to go to L.A. If he stays with the Yankees, they make they make yeah. him captain, right? Nah, absolutely, captain. no doubt about it. That's a that's a fact. That's got to be done, no doubt. And you know, and I and I mentioned that, and you know, being being a Yankee captain isn't like being a captain anywhere else. No, like you, you look at the, the history of captains for the Yankees, and you're like, you have to be special to that organization to be captain. No, yeah, and then, and then you you got the people that talk about like 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 Derek Jeter, like oh, but you know his numbers are too low. Too. But it's not only that he was a shortstop, but he's a shortstop for the New York Yankees. And that has an exclamation point, and that carries a lot of weight. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, being a Yankee uh, means something. Yep. Who was it that said, uh, I, I thank the Lord every day for making me a Yankee? Wasn't that uh, um, DiMaggio? No, no. It might, it might have been It might have been DiMaggio. I looked that one up, but that was a good one. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, if, if Judge ends up signing with the Dodgers, who are still in play, because, you know, Turner Turner's going to go and sign with another team more than likely, uh, Verlander might join him, and, and maybe he might join him with the Yankees too. I mean, who knows where what Verlander's gonna do? He might end up back in Houston, but he's visiting the Dodgers right now as we speak. You know, I've, I the predicting game for me has gotten tough because these teams now have the ability to throw out these major dollars, Amando. <laughs> It's a lot like of money. What if what if the Dodgers say, you know what, Verlander, I'm gonna give you 55 million for a one year deal. Okay. What's he going to do? He's, he's going to go. He's, he's going to sign. sign. He's going to have to tear it up. Maybe you sign again and get another big deal. But that's the thing. Like, these teams have the abilities now to give these monster one-year contracts. And these older veterans that are looking for, like, these monster one-year deals, there's a lot of teams that will be in play if you sign a Justin Verlander. You know, there's a lot of teams that will be in for a one-year deal. There's a lot of teams that will be in play if you sign DeGrom to a one-year, two-year deal. So, I don't know, man. I I like to see them stay in their homes and stuff like that, but it's interesting because these dollars are getting thrown around like crazy. Yeah, man. It's a lot of um, a lot of money that's getting thrown around, and you know some of these players do deserve it, right? I mean, Judge had the special year. Verlander won another Cy Young. You know, he he's he's not showing any signs of of. Uh, give me of your prediction up. on Judge right I now. Think, give I, me give I me your Judge number. Stays with, with, with give me your Yankees. number. What what's the deal? I think he's going to aim for – I know he's he's already 29-30, but he, he's going to aim for a 10-year contract. For how he's much? He's probably going to get 450. A little more – you're saying more than Trout. Yeah. Wow, okay. It's a little more, than Trout. more than Trout. A little more than Trout. Wow, and how about Verlander? Verlander I think will Verla get a two-year two Verlander, deal. But, but I think that somebody can throw Verlander $45 million for a year. They could. They could. Or, or two-year deal for you know? 80, 90. Who, who knows, man? I mean, let, <laughs> listen to what we're talking about. <laughs> what an amazing time I to be a baseball we, we player, were, man. We Jesus Christ. Wow. I remember when we were kids, Mike. Jose Canseco signed a five-year, $25 million contract. He was the first player ever to make $5 million a year, right? Or and, something like that. Yes. And, and that was like, wow. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a Wasn't A-Rod the first deal. player to sign a million-dollar high school bonus out of high school or something like that? Dude, the money, I mean, it's a great time, man. You're a big leaguer now or you're a kid coming up and you're on the cusp, man. Man, behave, man. Go get those dollars, man. Yeah, there's a lot of money to be made, man. You know, so it's like when, when I see some of these players acting up, you know, Try, you know, trying to cause them. I'm like, dude, just behave. Get your money. Behave, man. Get behave. your money. There's plenty of time after. <laughs> there's plenty of time after baseball. If you want to misbehave, you want to do things you're not supposed to do, do them. But behave while you're playing the game. Look, like somebody asked me, like, 
why isn't Jaciel Puig in, in, in the majors? Can't behave. He's a clown. And, and Jaciel Puig <laughs> could have been making money right now. Oh, you my know? gosh. It, you know, talk about playing your cards, you know, and, and, and somebody else that we're going to that we're gonna talk about in a little bit, Joanny Cespedes, when he got injured, you know, yeah. comiendo basura, you know, he, a guy that, that could have been making millions and millions. Yeah. But yeah. And, okay. he, and let me tell you, he got paid quick, too. He was he one did. of these guys that got paid quick, and he was one of the first $30 million guys. I think he had a $90 million deal for like three years. Yep. But again, just not, and the guy can rake, man. The guy can play, but. He can. Yeah. But, you know, we'll, we'll get to that quickly in a, in a little bit. But, you know, Clevenger to the White Sox, that was a huge move for big them. Big move, big move. White Sox uh, with the new manager here from Miami, Griff. They're, they're yeah. making some moves, pulling some strings. Wonder what they're going to do at first now with that that hole there. Yeah, they, they, they lost uh, they lost Abreu. Abreu's going to, to the Astros. And, you know, talk about that move because – Abreu could still, like you said, you know, like you say, he he could rake. I mean, and and uh, you know, a lot of people seem to be hitting the ball really nicely <laughs> in Houston. In Houston. <laughs> and uh, you know, I think I think playing in, in those conditions is gonna yeah. like elongate his career. Yeah, I think you know he's a career two ninety two guy. He's got two hundred forty three homers this year. He had three hundred four with fifteen. Um, I think those numbers, uh, especially the homers, should go up in Houston. You I know, agree. Houston's a, and I think it's going to be a place that's going to be a little friendly on his body too. You know, got that dome closed, got they see a little bit. Um, but I think in that lineup, I, I think his, I think he might stay around 300, but he'll, he's probably he might hit 25, 30 home runs next <clears> year. Yeah, and and look, and that was a great sign. Yeah, and and they re- he replaces uh, another Cuban, Julie Gurriel, and you know Gurriel is somebody that I could see either staying and being a role player or. Why not come to the Marlins? I mean, if you're the Marlins, he, he's a Cuban player, you know, he's World Series winner. The guy's charismatic on the field. You know, why why not bring him? And 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 you don't have to break the bank to bring Yuli Gabriel now at 37 years old. I think it's a smart move for the Marlins. You know, does he live down here? Is he a South Florida resident? Not sure, not to sure. be honest. But I think it's a good move. You know, a great place to end your career down here in South Florida. Uh, you got the beach, you got great weather, great stadium, you know, great fans, the ones that go. And I think it's a great move because, you know, maybe he stays to be a role player because I think he plays multiple positions. I think he has played yeah, multiple he, positions. He should be a shortstop. So that's an really option. Really good shortstop. But I don't think offensively he had that good of a year this year, right? I think he struggled quite a bit, you know. But um, that would be a great sign for the Marlins. I'd like to see that. Season ticket holder here. I'd like to see it. Yeah, no, I I, I agree, man. And, and look uh, – Gurriel and Abreu aren't on this list yet, Mike, but, you know, we we want to talk about something that's a little a little controversial right now. You know, it, it's going around the, the the circle, especially down here in, uh, in South Florida. You know, I'm, I'm Cuban-American. My, my dad came in 62. He was a grown man when, when, he, when he left Cuba. My dad was born in 1925, so he saw everything, right? He left in 62, uh, escaping communism. My mom left in 69. She was younger. Uh, she came here at 16, uh, but, you know, también, you know, she, she saw her her mom get pistol whipped, you know, because they were looking for my grandpa and, and you know, a, a, a lot of stuff, you know, we've seen people die from, you know, escaping Cuba, drowning in, in that Caribbean Sea. We've seen people getting beat over there, getting shot in the middle of the street, you know, like last year with the Patria Vida protests, you know, we saw a lot of that happen. And, and, you know, we have social media now, which we didn't have back then. So the world got to see what, what happens in Cuba. The world got to see what, you know, what that regime that Fidel Castro started in 1959, what it stands for. And it stands for oppression. It stands for not giving people a voice. It stands for, for violence against people. It stands for not giving these ballplayers and these boxers and these athletes a chance to compete 
in the major leagues. Do you know how many people could have been All-Stars and Hall of Famers in the majors that did not get the chance because to the Cuban regime to not allow its people to come here? So, you know, we've seen in the last 30 years, you know, a lot of players come through, a lot of boxers go to the pros and make a career for themselves, and especially in the major leagues, you know. We saw Ivan and Duque, you know, make great careers, win World Series titles. Abreu now making a, a ton of money. And, you know, we're seeing some good young players like like Luis Robert and all that, you know, um, coming up, Lourdes Gurriel, uh, Jordan Alvarez, Joan Moncada, a bunch of good players, right? But they come here because they're escaping political oppression. They come here as... Uh, you know, a, a political asylum, right? They're escaping communism. That's why they come here. That's why Cubans get the special treatment here. So how is it that these ball players can now say, oh, you know what? I'm going to go play for the Cuban team on the World a Baseball call. Classic. Because they got a phone call. They they sure did. They got a phone call. And, you know, and then they interview a couple of them and they say, oh, no, because I, I didn't come here for political reasons. I came here for economic reasons. Well, yeah, Papo, you know, everybody wants to come here for that economic Sepeda's, reasons. Right? That was Sepeda's, right? How come Levang and Eduke aren't, aren't, have never played into that nonsense? You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, what's up with these new guys that are coming out? Like, what's, like, how come, you know? I don't get it, man. Like, look, to me, it's a slap in the face. It's a slap in the face to, to my dad, to your dad, to your mom, to my mom, to everybody that came from Cuba escaping communism. It's a slap in the face to to those that are getting oppressed. And I'd, I'd like to know what, what you know, Gente de Zona and and uh, uh, Orishas, you know, like what, what they think, you know, because they were very outspoken last year with, with the Patria Vida. And, and look, you know, I get these people were born over there. They were raised over there. They were raised under certain conditions. They have buddies over there. Oh, they, they want to wear the Cuban flag. And I get it, man. Look, they sing. The, I wasn't born in Cuba. I, I learned... You know, everything I know about Cuba because of my parents, and I, I think they taught me the the right way, you know, and about the freedoms they had before Castro and everything. And, and look, to me, the Cuban flag, it's 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 pride for me, man. Like, I hear the Cuban national anthem, it's, it's pride. Yeah, man, but, you know, my dad died without seeing a free Cuba. You know, my dad would always tell me about these great Cuban ballplayers that, that came here and all that. You, you, you sit with these guys that came maybe in Mariel that talked to you about guys in the 70s that weren't able to come here, Mike, to play because of the Cuban regime that could have made money. Oh, I, so just think the, this, I just think These guys this, have everything, Mike. Yeah, they have millions of yeah. dollars. They come here. I just here. think with, with basic common sense, I mean, didn't Cuba ban professional baseball? Yes. So then they, they, then, then they, they shouldn't just play. They, they, they shouldn't play. If, listen, the Cubans come out, they ban professional baseball, you know, for all those years. Dude, can you imagine in a, in a free Cuba or in a sustainable society there, a Havana Stadium? Or has a professional team. They would have had a team. They, oh, my God. That would be amazing. 100%. You fly there for the weekend. You stay there. You watch the game. It's just unbelievable what can be done there. But, they had AAA baseball. Yeah. The Havana but, Sugar you know, Kings. these guys aren't going to come out. I think you had mentioned it yesterday to me, Armando. You know, need, need, no, no one of these guys are going to come out with a statement and say, listen, I am going to play for my people. I am going to play for La Tierra, lo que sea. Definitely not going to be represented. But like you said, the photo ops are coming, baby. You know, okay, Garnet Diaz, those guys are going to come down, arms around these guys, and the photo ops are coming. And oh, that's, yeah. just, that's the sad part to me, the saddest part to me about it, man. They're, they're going to be used they as can't political. Open, they can't open their mouth about it. They're going to be used as political ploys. Yeah. Like, so. like, like Elian Gonzalez, and that's another story. And who are the players <laughs> out of there? Who, it's it's we, Luis we Robert. We have Luis Robert, Joan Moncada, Joanny Cespedes, Andy Vanez, and Joan Lopez. Wow. 
Let's see. And look, man, like, uh, you know, I, I would have liked back when the World Baseball Classic started, I would have liked to have seen at the time a team of Cubans from here. I would have liked to have seen Mike Lowe. I would have liked to have seen Palmero, who was still playing at the time when it first started. Um, Canseco, sure, if he would have wanted to play. Tambien. I would have liked to have seen that. A Duque, nice. yeah, Ivan, awesome, you know, yeah. like yeah. the Cubans from here representing Cuba. But man, like, to, like it, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth, in the mouth of, of, a, of a lot of Cubans. Yeah. I asked a buddy of mine who was raised over there because, you know, I'm like, let me ask him. Because he was raised over there, came as a teen or as a, you know, very young man. He's been here quite a few years. Um, last year with those protests, he was the first one there at Versailles, you know, screaming. Uh, and he told me, que son una cara de guante, todo. Y son unos comunistas. And, and man, I'm like, Amen. You know, because, you know, to come here with these, you know, with the special treatment, right? You're coming here for political reasons. And then say you're not coming here for political reasons. It's all... After you made about 125... After you made a, a lot of money, man, you know? Dollars. It's like, or put the money where your mouth... Hey, look, I'm going to play because I feel for my country, this and that, but I'm not taking a pictures with Diaz Canel. No, I'm giving money that. to that's the not, people. Yeah, None not, of that, man. Like, what a platform yeah. to... Talk about the yeah. the oppression yeah. that that they, they face over but, there, but, and they, they but, won't no, do it. but no athletes do it. Armando, LeBron James doesn't do it. No, nobody does it. Nobody does it because they're filling their you know. And and, it, for and, money. It, and it's funny how how Cuba gets thrown into like the the abyss, man. I've always I've always felt like when it comes to civil civil rights, civil treatments, and and how people in the U.S. view you know civil rights and all that. Like, Cuba's just thrown into, and, and the birds are here singing, man. You know, they're, they're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, preach. You know, like, Cuba's, like, n nobody takes takes it serious. Yeah. Like you said, like, like LeBron James comes out and talks about a whole bunch of stuff. Why, why doesn't LeBron James go, oh, yeah, you know, 90 miles from here, you know, this no, is or, happening. Or where his shoes come from. Yep, absolutely. You know, where his shoes come from, so. You know, man, man and it's, um, and, you know, and, and, I, and I don't really like getting into too much politics. But, man, like, I, I always draw the line at Cuba. That's where I draw the line, man. You know, because I saw saw a lot of people die, man. A lot of a lot of Cuban, a lot of Cuban old guys that came, you know, wanting to see a free Cuba and and passed away, and they never yeah, got to see it. Absolutely. Yeah. And it sucks, you know. And it sucks, you know, for like like I said, you know, that many Minoso didn't get into the Hall of Fame until this year. Tony Oliva, you know, I, I think more <laughs> needs to be done about Cuba, bro. While they're alive, and while people while are alive. alive, you know, and, absolutely. And you know, and I hope. I hope it brings a little bit more attention. You know, I'm not, I'm not holding my breath, but, you know, what can we do? But that's my, no, <laughs> my statement on, on, on awesome. Cuba playing in the World Baseball Classic, you know, to these players, you know, hey. Think about it. Think about it. I get your reasons, but you're in the wrong. Huh? That's all I'm saying. You're in the wrong. Um, but something that's very right, Mike, that's 100% right, <laughs> is Diamond Dreams Miami Academy. <laughs> Doing good, um, man. Our teams are doing well in the Tamiami League. Our T-ball five and under team advanced to the championship. They nice. uh, came out of the losers bracket actually and got there, so it was a nice win yesterday. Um, and we have our ten U majors team has a semi tonight. They win tonight. They'll be in the finals on Friday. Uh, our seven U team got eliminated yesterday. Um, Going to put them back to work right away. And our AU modified team is still alive. They're uh, play tomorrow, uh, an elimination game in the semis and. Uh, we have one more 6U team that, that should win Saturday and get to Sunday. and So let's see. Hopefully we can, we can put together two or three championships. It would be nice. Yeah, man. No, and for, for Instructional League now, we have a draft coming up. We have some evaluations, oh, yeah. which 17th, is nice. December 17th. We, you know, we're 
looking forward to it. You know, we're uh, we're looking forward to those dates, and we're looking forward. You know, Anderson's looking forward to playing again. So, um, Diamond Dreams, man. Like if you if you have kids and you're listening to us and you don't have them in the academy yet, call Coach Mike. Hit me get, up. Get them in there. And you know, we we got to talk some football. We didn't talk football last week because we were with uh, with with Stephen, um, but. The, the Dolphins, man, like, you know, they had a bye week last week, so we couldn't have talked much. But they come they come this week, they they put 30 on, on the Texans, they said Tua, they didn't score again, but they didn't really need to. This week, we're, we're playing the, the Niners, man, McDaniel playing against his former team. That's always uh, fun. It's going to be nice, you know, Mostert, Mostert got into a little bit of trouble because he was saying that, uh, that you know, he, he he's playing with a quarterback now that can sling it. Hey, where's the lie, man? Like Tua, Tua's playing amazing, and you know, and McDaniel's playing his former team. You know, I, I, I think there's something to be said, you know, for McDaniel, for Mostert, for Jeff Wilson. You know, playing your former team, it, it always, it, it always brings out a little bit more dog in you, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's always good to see old, old friends and then compete against them. And he's got his own ideas now that he's uh, implementing as a head coach and. And I'll tell you what, man, you know, the Dolphins are doing great. You know, Tua's playing great. I'm happy he's healthy, number one, you know. And um, Dolphins are winning. And Miami needs this. I keep saying that Miami needs this, man. And I hope we can ride this thing. And uh, I think we're in good shape. Look, for as much as I, you know, the Heat had their moment, you know, with Shaq and Wade and, and LeBron and, and Bosch and, and all that, for as much as all that happens, Miami's a football town. Miami's a Dolphins town. Everybody loves the Dolphins. Like, my, my wife could care less about most of the other teams where the Dolphins are playing. She'll watch. I know a lot of, uh, a lot of her friends, same thing. You know, like, the, the Dolphins are special, man. And, yeah. and we've been waiting a long time for this, like you said. Yeah. They're 8-3 and three atop the AFC East, second to the Chiefs in the AFC Conference. Man, could you imagine getting the one or two seed oh and playing gosh. in the playoffs, oh man? Oh, my gosh. I'll be electric. Getting a playoff win. City will be electric. All those buildings would turn that blue you got on your shirt right now. Oh, absolutely! Amazing. I'm wearing a Dolphins shirt right now, <laughs> and man, I'm a I'm a I'm a Dolphins fan, and I'll I'll say it. They they make me throw stuff. They make me happy. You know, they'll they'll make me cry if I, if I have to cry. You know, but uh, as as a kid growing up, you know, I suffered through through losses. You know, because we had <laughs> arguably to me the best quarterback of oh all time, God, and Dan Marino. And you know, if, if aside, you know, if you don't, if you want to go, oh, but Brady, the accomplishments, okay, best. Best gunslinger of all time because Marino's throws. If you look at, if you look at the way Marino threw, and compared to any quarterback, I don't care who, compared to any quarterback, you'll be like, damn, yeah, like that that guy can, gets. Slinged. Can you imagine Marino with these two receivers? <laughs> oh my god, bro! I mean, listen, he had Duper Clayton, but I'm saying, can you he imagine did, now right? us be able to witness it with these two guys? But it's a different NFL. It'd be, it'd be an it's a different NFL. Completely. You can't touch quarterbacks anymore. Marino was getting destroyed, <laughs> destroyed, you know, like, and and before with. The, you know, with the with the pen, with you know the the way they used to manhandle, like now you throw a penalty, a penalty here, a penalty there. We're in a we're in a quarterback league right now. Marino would have been breaking records oh, yeah. left and right big because time. nobody threw like Marino. Big time. Nobody. Big time. Big time. Marino would have been throwing six hundred yards a, a a game. I mean, r ridiculous. But you know, like like we were saying, you know, Miami's a football town. Miami also goes crazy with the Canes. Listen, terrible year, five and seven. They're not making a bowl game. That went out the window when they lost to Pitt. Um, a little embarrassing. The the stadium was empty. 
But like Mario Cristobal said, you know, and I've said it for weeks already here on, 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 on the podcast when we mentioned them, this is a process. And I think he's playing with somebody else's kids that didn't buy into his program, that the parents were complaining. And he said, hey, parents, you're not happy? Come pick up your kids here in Coral Gables. Come pick them up. And Deion Sanders this week went off on the same thing. He's like, hey, kids, if you don't buy into my system, if you're not going to work hard, if you don't buy into discipline, I ain't the coach for you. Yep. If you're not this, I ain't the coach for you. And Mario's saying the same thing. And you know what? This program needs it because it's like, oh, but we've been mediocre a long time and now Mario gets here and we suck. Hey, do you want to stay mediocre you, you get, or do you want to be good? You got to get to the bottom. He's cleaning house. You got to get to the bottom to get to the top. You got to get really disorganized to get really organized. Yep. These things are going to take some time, okay? Anybody out there that thought just because you bring a new coach was going to change anything, it's not. It got worse, you know? But that's the way the cookie crumbles. You got to be patient. How many players are you going to lose, you think? I'm hearing between 20 and okay. 30. see ya. Listen, there's, there's thousands of coaches in the United States, okay? Sometimes players... To me, that's the wrong mentality. Me, bro, you're at the program, you're respecting the head coach, you're following the manager, you're doing what they're doing. But nowadays, it's too much, man. So whoever doesn't want to be here in beautiful Miami Coral Gables doesn't want to be a hurricane. Oh, yeah, see you, man. There's somebody out there that wants to. And to that point, you know, some people were like, oh, but these losses, the recruits are seeing that. And, and look, if you're a recruit and seeing, seeing the way they played this year and saying, like, Miami's not for me, then fine. Listen, man, I want but, the recruit that's going to say, you know what? I want to committed play. to that team, and I want to play there, and I want to make them better. I want to play day one. Be just about winning. Oh, but listen, we want the recruits that are going to understand the process, that are going to understand that they're going to come here to build, and that they're going to understand that they're going to see things happen. Players come and go all the time. Mike, you know? we had we grew up with these Canes teams that had dogs, <laughs> dogs like Billy Corbin made the thirty for thirty. I mean the the U. And those teams, man, that's, like... There's some delinquents on there. Dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, some delinquent eagles like, there. You know, when, when Wait, Alonzo, those, oh, Alonzo oh, Heisman, oh, that, that famous, like, hold you know, on, before the... And the fatigues on, Mandito, and, and the convicts pero, against Catholics, against on. Notre Dame. See, pero, pero hold on a second. Let's go to that Catholics versus convicts. Hold on a second. Let, let me ask you a question. Those guys passing all those classes... <laughs> tell me, I... Hey, and I, and look, and I mean, and I mean, I just, just want to know. I mean this I with all with, with all due, due respect because, man, to there the education there, system. There some characters there. As a fan of football, I don't care, man. I want to see him kick <laughs> ass on the field. <laughs> so it's interesting. Hey, it's a good you topic. know, like I remember, I remember, I remember being at at FIU. You know, seeing seeing a lot of athletes. You, you were you were there playing, but I, I remember seeing the basketball players like come out of some of these like. You know, bro, like the easy classes, like, a, you know, Royal yeah, coming out of the yeah, easy yeah, classes yeah, yeah, and all that. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and I'm like, I just want to win. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and with those Canes teams, man, like, they got in your face, man. They didn't care if they were playing Brian Bosworth. They didn't care if they were playing Deion Sanders. They didn't, they didn't care who the hell they were playing. And now you got these kids... Oh, but coach, you know, my, my mom, you know, and it's well, like, no, no, man. Like, oh, I'm, you know, do you have Garcia? But, oh, but, you know, I want to play. And it's like he's playing and he's throwing yeah. the ball on the ground. You're going to hey, need to buddy, recruit. You're not, you're not good enough. You're going to need to recruit guys that are really going to believe, man, because at the same time that, that they're struggling, there's some other programs that are striving. Yeah. But and look, building. You but know look, what I mean? Look at so, FSU. FSU just beat Florida. I don't like FSU. I don't like the Gators as a fan. As, as a football, as a, fo as a fan of the sport, and as a fan of seeing teams get better, what Florida State this year with, with Norvell is, 
is awesome. But people forget. Like I saw Luke, Luther Campbell went on Twitter the other day saying like, oh, but you know, Norvell, what he did, this and that. And I'm like, Luke, Norvell went five and seven and then another terrible record. He had to struggle for two years. Yeah. He, he had yeah. the recruits that didn't want to play for him leave. And he told them, hey, bye-bye. Yeah. You don't. And he came this year, and, and look at the record he put yep. up. You got you to just keep keep building and, and hoping to keep continue to get the right players. So you know? I don't disagree with Luke. Yeah, no. look, at, look at Norvell. But I disagree that that has to be the model to do it this year. No, Mario didn't need to do it this year. No. Mario has a 10-year contract here, and it's yeah. not going to take him that long. Yep. But he needs to bring his football, his players, How many years you his thinking? coaches. That's gonna, it's going to be a three-year process. To, to we're in a national championship? No, to get to 8-3, and three, eight to and get three. to 9-2, okay. to start how talking about winning the ACC. How long do you think before we're in a national championship? You're talking five years? Maybe. Before we're in a national championship? Wow, that's fast. But like I'm saying, to be like a top-notch school, you know, Mario did it with Oregon. He didn't get to the national title game, but he had them, he had them in the mix. And that's, hey, for being mediocre all these years, if, if we're in the mix as a Canes fan, man, you know what? Yeah, man. All power be to it, bro. Yeah. But, uh, but Mike... Awesome, awesome as always. Awesome show, man. We gotta get, uh, we gotta start setting up some guests for next week. So we do, man. And you know, every week, you know, we're we're gonna have new stuff on uh, on Major League Baseball. We're gonna have new stuff to talk about. World Baseball Classics coming up too. Coming so up, I got my tickets. Hot. All fifteen games. I got two seats. All fifteen games. Hey, listen, I wanna have a talk umpiring next week. We gotta talk some umpiring. We gotta talk umpiring. umpiring. We gotta talk coaching. We gotta talk a lot of yeah. things, man, because there's a lot of cool topics. In the baseball world, there's a lot, a lot of stuff to talk about. There's a lot of stuff that you know we we talk about every week, and and you know, and it's um, baseball is an awesome sport to talk about. And, oh yeah, man! And again, thanks for listening. Drop in your comments. Give us some shout outs. If you want to be on the program, just let us know, man. I I could connect you via via Bluetooth here. Write to us. DM <laughs> us. Comment. Comment. Love to hear from you. And later, guys. Later.